Okay, it is a long podcast today. I think I almost went 30 minutes today, but had some interesting things that I wanted to share. And we are going to continue the conversation on the audacity of the seed. So hang around. Let's get the show started. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And welcome to Audacity Presents. Y'all, I'm going to let you know right now, I am exhausted. But I am pushing my way through. What do they say? I'm pressing my way through. Listen, I just want to take some time today. We're still going to talk about the audacity of the seed, but it's interesting. On November 1st, I celebrated my second year of leading corporate America. And it is interesting when, uh, although I have been praying for at least three years uh, to God about leading this job and it just wasn't time, it wasn't time. And when I felt moved that he was truly moving me uh, and releasing me from that job, it was it was very frightening. I, I, I really didn't have a plan. All I knew is that, okay, I need to have my bills paid up and things paid off before I quit this awesome job that I have. And I loved my job, but even though it was very stressful. But nonetheless, I stepped out on faith. Uh, in my mind, my intention was to find another technology job. But once I left, I kept setting these dates. Like I left November 1st and I was like, okay, I'm going to take off for six months and then go find another job. Then six months would come and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take off for another three months and then I'm going to go find another job. But believe it or not, God was providing during all that time. I haven't missed a beat. And those of you that know me know I love to shop. And so here I find myself in full-time ministry for the past two years with this Audacity Presents ministry, as well as having the flexibility to uh, serve at my church. And most of all, having the flexibility to kind of set my own schedule. And so the last two weeks I have been in conference and I wanna take the time to share these two conferences that I have been in. So the first conference I was in that was October 27th and 28th and 29th was the Women of Joy Conference. Look this conference up, it's every year uh, in Frisco at I believe it's the Star Center in Frisco. There are over 3000 plus women there. And the worship and the speakers are, can I say off the chain? They are, they are off the chain. So what happened this year is I had bought my ticket back in January. Tickets were like $129 or $119 early bird. And a retreat came up at my church that Friday and Saturday morning. So I did not get to go that Friday and Saturday morning, but I went Saturday night because they always do um, concert and this year they had Natalie Grant and I left the retreat at the church and went to the concert that night. It was awesome. I I have heard of Natalie Grant, but that's all I can say is I've heard of her. I can't say that I have really sat down and listened to her music, but let me tell you something. Mariah Carey and Christina Aguilera. They, they don't have nothing on Amy, not on Amy, on Natalie Grant. I mean, her voice is un unbelievable, unbelievable. She sung this song, King of the World, which is on my replay this week. So I'm gonna go ahead and plug it in right now. Listen to Natalie Grant, King of the World. Um, 
love, love, love this song. The words are, I try to fit you in the walls inside my mind. I try to keep you safely in between the lines. I try to put you in the box that I've designed. I try to put you down so we are eye to eye. When did I forget that you've always been the king of the world? I try to take life back right out of the hands of the king of the world. How could I make you so small when you're the one who holds it all? When did I forget that you've always been the king of the world? Let me tell you something. I love this song. When I listen to it, I get teary-eyed. It, it's a beautiful song. And then Sunday morning, uh, they have worship Sunday service on Sunday morning at Women of Joy Conference. And I'm a big, big fan of Lisa Harper. Oh my gosh, she has a podcast called Back Porch Theology. She is funny, she is real. She's just a down to earth person and her heart for the Lord is like no other. And she uh, closed the conference out that Sunday. So this was week before last, right? This past week, let me tell you about what your girl been doing. This past week, I have been in conference at Bent Tree Church in Carrollton, Texas. And uh, Right Now Media does a conference every year. I went last year, it was phenomenal. They had some great speakers there. Uh, but this year, I got an opportunity to sign up for a two-day discipleship intensive. And it's where I was in a, in a room with about a hundred other senior pastors, church leaders talking about discipleship and what people are doing at their own church. And uh, Barner Research Company was there talking about lots of different statistics around discipleship and across generations. Awesome, awesome discipleship intensive. That was Tuesday and Wednesday morning. Then Wednesday afternoon at 11.30 until about five, all the way through Friday at, at noon, right now, media had their regular conference and they have speakers from everywhere. So I got, I got my book. Um, they had uh, Liban or Liban Abraham, who is a pastor at Bentry. If you have not been to this church and heard this man, Oh my gosh, he's a, he's a young pastor. He's great. Uh, J.D. Greer was there. Eric Mason was there. Heather Thompson Day. Look this woman up. She was awesome. She was phenomenal. She is a professor of communications at Andrews University. Uh, awesome. Ray Ortland, awesome, awesome speaker. Jeannie Allen was there. Get out of your head. Oh my God, she was there. She was great. She talked about emotions, joy, anger, sadness, and fear. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, joy, when God created, there was joy. He said everything was good. Anger, when Adam and Eve rebelled. Anger, when Israel rebelled. Anger. Sadness, when Israel rebelled, the times that they rebelled. Sadness and fear before the cross, there was fear. She talked about emotions and emotions as ministry leaders. Uh, Brian Carter of Concord Church was there. Oh my gosh, he started off with this question. When did you first fall in love with ministry? And he says, live life forward, but understand it backwards. He said, ministry chooses you. That was good. Okay, I'm not gonna elaborate on that. That was good. Um, and then my girl, Lisa Harper, I've had her two 
twice this year, Lisa Harper was at the Right Now conference and she talked about how Jesus was interruptible. Meaning like wherever he was headed, he was never too busy for someone to interrupt him. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus was headed somewhere. The woman with the issue of blood touched the hem and he stopped and said, who touched me? Interruptible. Never thought about that, but Jesus is always interruptible. And as ministry leaders, she encouraged us to be interruptible, to never get too busy in ministry that we can't be interrupted. Oh my gosh, it was great. Uh, Lucas Lees or Lays from Argentina was there. I'm looking through my book, y'all. Um, David Kinneman, who is the CEO of of uh, Barna Group was there. He gave us a lot of statistics. And David Platt, oh my gosh, the lead pastor at McLean Bible Church. Um, I, I have no words to explain this man. I've heard his name. I've read his book. I think he wrote that book, Radical. He is radical. He broke down the difference between the unreached and the lost. He said, the lost is among us. There are people here in America, the lost is among us. He said, but there are areas, and he brought up this map and he said, there are areas where people have been unreached. He gave us a number, 3.2 billion men, women, and children have not been reached with the gospel. He shared that they are dying every day and have never heard the gospel of Christ. This has been on my mind. I'm just like, we have these billionaires in technology. Why have we not created something to reach these unreached places? Like if there is a tribe somewhere in Africa that has not been reached, do we not know their language? Can we not pre-record the gospel of Christ and drop down transmitters from a plane? I don't know. I This just tells you how much I have been thinking about this. How do we reach the unreachable? Christ, when Christ returned, every knee shall bow. So that means everyone, everyone needs to have been reached with the gospel of Christ, whether they accept it or not. Right now conference, Women of Joy, both of these, the last two weeks I have been in. And then on Saturday, I had an opportunity to speak at our women's conference at my church. It was from the book of Galatians on how to fall into fellowship and be devoted to disciple. Oh my gosh. I thank God for using me to speak to these women. Uh, we had a great time in fellowship with these women. And I'm tired, y'all. I'm just going to be honest. I, I am exhausted. And so I tell you all of this because I started off with the fact that November 1st marked two years since I have been gone from corporate America. I believe it's been two years, although it seems like a lifetime. And I am, and somebody has told me this, I am more busier now without a corporate job than I was with a corporate job. And I want to do a shout out to my girl, Bree who reminded me, she and I were talking a couple of days ago and I was just telling her how, you know, how tired I am. I think I might go back into corporate. And she looked at me and she said, Mary, how great is your life that you wake up every day and have 
Jesus as the center of everything that you do. And I was so thankful for her reminding me of that because I am doing ministry. I am doing ministry. And sometimes I get so deep into ministry. And for her to say that, and I thought, how great is that, that every day I get to wake up and have Christ be the center of every single thing I do in my day. I'm not sitting at a corporate job. I, everything that I do is for kingdom building and making Christ known and sharing his word with others. Thank you, Bree, for reminding me of that. And I tell you, since I left corporate America, I have not lacked for anything. And I thank God for that. So if you're thinking about leaving corporate America, make sure that you hear from the Lord and that he releases you from that. And if y'all want me to talk more about that, I can. So anyway, that was a long introduction, uh, but I had to share that with you guys. I hope next year you may get an opportunity to join uh, or attend one of those conferences. So the past, we're on week six. I've been talking about the audacity of the seed. And I thought last week was going to be the last one. So let me see if I can remember everything that I've been talking about. So we started off with uh, Paul saying one plants, another waters, but only God can make it grow. Talking about the seed of the gospel, right? Then I went back to Genesis. This is week two. Went back to Genesis and talked about how God created uh, the trees that yielded fruit. And in every fruit, they had seeds of their own kind. That still blows my mind. I just never really thought about it that deeply. Uh, third week, I talked, still in Genesis, I talked about uh, Eve and how uh, in Genesis 3.15, the first of the, uh, the good news being uh, told uh, of how the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent and that seed coming from Eve, that is Christ, who would conquer death. So, okay, let me count. So we talked about the watering with Paul. We talked about the fruit trees. We talked about Genesis 3, 15, that's three. Uh, four, I talked about, I think the, the faith of a mustard seed. I think that was week four. We talked about faith of a mustard seed. Uh, then week five, which was last week, I talked about sowing a seed. Okay. And I thought that was going to be the end. But then I came across something. I'm looking for my phone. I came across something uh, that I'm like, oh, I need I need to talk about this. Okay, so I'm in 1 Corinthians 15, 35. And it says, but someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? And this is Apostle Paul writing this. You fool, that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished and to each of the seeds, a body of its own. Okay, I'm gonna stop right there. Um, as I researched this, I, oh my gosh, I went to so many different commentaries trying to understand this scripture, okay? So the Corinthians are trying to understand the resurrection. It's like, okay, how, 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 how is this resurrection thing going to work? And in one of the commentaries, it was so interesting, this, this commentary had uh, the fact that they were thinking in a sense of when you die, 
no, they use this, use the um, example. My mind is racing real fast. So let me slow down. They use the example of a person being lost at sea. Okay. The person fell into the sea. They died. Uh, then fish came along and ate the dead body. I know for some of y'all, y'all might want to speed ahead on this, but I'm trying not to get too graphic. Okay. So the fish ate the dead body. Then fishermen came and caught the fish that had ate the dead body. Right. Okay. Then the fishermen sold the fish to restaurants. Y'all might want to hit fast forward. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to get too graphic. So you have a body that went into the sea, the fish ate it. The fishermen caught the fish. They gave it to a restaurant. The restaurant cooked the fish and served it to people at the restaurant. And so basically they were saying, so how can this body be brought back to life if, if it has gone through all these different things? The fish ate it, the fishermen caught it, sold it to a restaurant, the restaurant cooked that fish, gave it to people that ate it for dinner. Those people died, went buried back in the ground. Uh, a farmer planted wheat over the dead body. People pick the wheat. Y'all see where I'm going with this? So the Corinthians, in, in a sense, were thinking, how can this body be resurrected? I, I never thought, I, I would never have thought this in all my life, right? It was good. Uh, it was graphic. But it's like, the Corinthians are saying, how, how can this body be resurrected? It, it, if it's going to be put back into the ground and decay, how can it be resurrected? And Paul is saying, you, you silly people, I, I, y'all need to understand while the body is put into the ground, what, what Christ is going to raise is a new body. Has nothing to do with that old body and trying to put pieces together. It is a new body. Oh my gosh. So of course, that had me to thinking about, um, is it germination? Yes, germination. Never knew that I would have to go back to my science class and bring this into the word of God. But thinking about germination, when you take a seed and you plant that seed in the ground and nature does its course with, with the, the nutrients from the ground and um, the ground being watered and then the sun beaming down on the ground. You've got the seed you planted. We never really know. We can only look at science to know what happens to that seed that you planted. Typically, that seed has a hard shell. And during the growth process, that hard shell is shed away and a new life, a plant, starts to grow still underground. I don't know why I'm doing my hand like this, but still underground for those that you are watching on YouTube. So you've got this, this seed that you planted. The hard shell has come, has broken loose. New, new, new plant is coming forward, still underneath the soil. And that new seed is taking root in the ground, right? And then the sunlight that's beaming down, that plant breaks through the soil toward the sun. Yep, I just went quiet. Because as I was thinking through this, we, we will have new bodies when the light, meaning Christ, returns. 
then I was also thinking this phrase, the, the, the in-between time. The in-between time when a seed is planted and the time it breaks the surface. What, what's going on underneath? And I thought about for myself and for others, when, when we are going through hard times, when we're going through dark times, when it seems like nothing is happening in our life, that's the in-between time. That's the in-between time when whatever God needs to break away, whatever hard shell he needs to break away from us and allow something new to come forth. And then during that dark, quiet time when we feel nothing is going on, we need to take that time to be reading God's word so that we can be rooted. Y'all see, see how I'm doing that? So we can be rooted in his word. And when we are rooted in his word, we then search for the light, which is Christ Jesus that we are reading from that word. And then we break the surface. And then we come out new. Whatever we've been dealing with in the dark, whatever God has been taking us through in the dark, it comes to light. And we are new in areas where God needed to refine us. And so I thank God for the in-between times when I feel like, Lord, what am I doing? Lord, what, what, nothing is happening for me. No, nothing is going on. I have to realize that God is breaking away some things. God is bringing me more and more into his word. I mean, I, I get so deep in research. It, it's not even funny. If y'all only knew just for this 10 or 15 minute podcast, I can have pages, notes upon notes upon notes. I'm just telling you. But because of that, when I feel like nothing is going on. And, and as my friend Bree had said, Mary, you wake up and Christ is the center of everything you do. Oh my God, you have no idea how that touched me because it just lets me know that there is a time when he's gonna bring me up from the surface, that I'm going to see exactly what he was doing where things were breaking away and 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 I was taking hold of the root, his word to do what he has planned for me to do. Man, 1 Corinthians 15, 35. How will this body be resurrected? It will be resurrected new. Whatever went into the ground when you died, the resurrection will be a hundred times better than that. I'm just saying. So we need not worry about the resurrection, except for the fact that we have Christ, that we have accepted him. And when we accept him, we have the gift of salvation, eternal life, that gives us the gift to have a resurrected body. Mm, man, I thought I was going to be through with the seed thing. But it really is a seed thing. I mean, who would have imagined the word seed and how God uses it throughout his word? So this is my merry moment. 
we can view the in-between time of sowing to the challenges in life. There are times we think God is not near when in reality, like a planted seed, we may be shedding, sprouting, and taking root of something new before it surfaces. Listen, y'all go back and listen to King of the World by Natalie Grant. Mm, I'm telling y'all, this woman has a voice like no other. And to see her in person, in concert, unbelievable. And remember the conferences, Women of Joy and Right Now Media Conference. If you are in ministry, man, Right Now Media encourages pastors and ministry leaders to keep going, to remember their why, why they do ministry. And after listening to David Platt, I do ministry because I want to be one of the ones that reaches the unreachable. Maybe this podcast may reach them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Y'all have a great week. I'm going to get some rest. I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm fixing to go get some rest right now. so glad you tuned into the show today. And remember, Christ died for you, was resurrected for you, is returning for you, all because he loves you. Now all you have to do is trust, confess, and believe in him. Y'all have a good week.